Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Well, we are jumping into another episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast, and this episode is really a different kind of a feel because I sit down and chat with Mary Helly out of Montana, and she is a woman who's on a mission to really better the lives of others, especially women in the outdoors and giving back to just building a creative a community and a creative space where when women can come together, share stories, tell their story and dive in together. So this was a pretty cool episode learning a little bit more about what she does. But specifically, we get into the topic of anxiety. And uh, this is a little bit more of a heavy episode really diving into what that means, what her origin with that has been, and just really how she's navigated that Um, She talks about growing up and some things that happened that really led her to the place of almost being overtaken at times with anxiety and how she's moved through it. So I think that this will really provide some really rich opportunity for women to step back and say, I think I need to give myself a little grace and some tools to work through this. Um, Anxiety, depression, and mental health are not always areas that are easy to speak on. So I hope that you can get into this episode today and really soak this up. Before we get into today's episode, I have to do a little recap on the weekend I just had. If you follow my social media at Her Outdoor Journey, you'll see that um, things got a little wild this weekend. It was my 35th birthday on the yesterday, the 22nd. And uh, it was great because I just got to uh, connect. I had a surprise party Stephen threw for me over in Central Oregon at the base of South Sister. And we kicked it off around the campfire. And then with some amazingly badass women uh, and Stephen, we summited South Sister on Saturday. And it was definitely an event that we worked for. It was an accomplishment and it was so much fun. But as always, it really gave me a a cup fill in the sense that being around people who inspire you, who drive you, who push you and who challenge you is really a, a way, a solid way of looking at your life and reformulating your goals and assessing where you are and knowing if you're pushing the limits in the way that is going to make you a better human being down the road. So I highly suggest if you don't have those people in your life that you start to join some groups, you get involved, maybe you go to a women's 3D league or you do some 3D archery tournaments or wherever your passions align, put yourself in those places and align with women or men who share your passion. It is so renewing to come home after a weekend like this and be so appreciative of the community that stands beside you. So special shout out to all the ladies that came, supported that, and uh, celebrated with me on the top of a mountain with a nap. And of course, it was great to be supported with Wilderness Athlete Products on the Mountain These are a serious game changer for me. And I know I get a lot of questions on people asking, like, how do you keep endurance? How do you make, you know, how do you recover? 
you know, what are you doing specifically? And wilderness athlete products make a huge difference in how I feel on the mountain and my ability to continue to push the limits. Um, and there are some very exciting things going on at wilderness athlete and a little heads up to tell you that starting next week, we are doing some very specific women's campaigns to help make sure you have every step to take and be the next leader and have the advantages in your health and your fitness and your goals and your motivation. So head over to wildernessathlete.com, check out what they're doing, get subscribed to their newsletter because starting next week, we have some awesome things going out that are specifically for us ladies. And you will not want to miss this. This is not just your everyday Sunday newsletter kind of thing. This is very rich, healthy topics, things that are going to help take you to the next level and be your best. So check out wildernessathlete.com. While you're there, I also recommend that you look into their new line, the Mastermind line. It is a nootropic uh, blend that's going to help in a, in a variety of different areas. They've got edge, they've got at ease, and they have unplug. All of these are going to support you in different ways, but I'm encouraging you to go over there. Don't listen to what I have to say in my pitch on this. Go and read the products, check out the labels, and see what they have you will truly be blown away. And like I've said before, these are life-changing products. So I'm extremely excited to have these come out. I will be doing a review on these, a full review on everything, the mastermind line here soon, but you can check that out, wildernessathlete.com and make sure to use the code WAWOMEN. That's W-A-W-O-M-E-N at checkout for a discount on your products. This can be used for a one-time purchase or a recurring monthly delivery. These guys are awesome. They are doing top of the line things. They are not just slapping a label on and calling it good. They work hard on their formulations, on their products, and delivering results that will make you take your life to the next level. Without further ado, let's get into today's topic, anxiety, with Mary Halley. Awesome. Well, let's kick this off. I am on the phone today chatting with Mary Halley. She is in Montana and uh, doing super cool things. Just recently started a group called Advent Hers, and it's uh, it's basically a tribe of women in the outdoors and, and uh, supporting one another. So welcome to the show, Mary. Thanks. I'm super excited to um, be talking with you today and getting to know a little bit more about you and also just encouraging women in the outdoors as well. Absolutely. Well, that's a huge piece of the pie these days. I actually was going to bed last night and I really wish that I wasn't like half sleepy drunk because I was um, watching a little news clip um, that a girlfriend of mine in the Midwest posted and they were talking about, you know, ladies getting into shooting sports and just kind of gave some statistics there on how it's growing and really that it kind of solidified what I already knew. The only area of hunting that is growing is the demographic of women, which is just absolutely awesome. I mean, it's awesome in the fact that women are taking, you know, taking charge and doing what they love and getting outdoors and, and putting a gun or a bow in their hand. At the same time, it's kind of sad to know that overall hunting is declining. Yeah, I was just at the archery range yesterday and two little girls, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old were there and they got their first bows and I was there shooting and they were just asking me tips and they're like do you hunt and I just told them about it and they just kept asking questions and it felt so good to be able to like talk to them about it and they were just 
so excited to hear about what I do and how long I've been shooting and all of that. And also just how many different activities there are. I can go on all these different trips with all these different women and feel comfortable. I don't feel judged. I feel comfortable with all different women doing just shooting my bow or hiking or camping. Like there's so many more things I can do these days with just women. Yeah, there definitely are. Finally making friends that are girls in the outdoors. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny that you bring that up because growing up, I grew up literally where I live now, four driveways down. And it's a very, very small community. It's definitely what you would call country. Um, But even going to school there, there was only, I think, one other girl I really knew of that hunted. And it wasn't like it wasn't, you know, supported in this area, but it was still even then, you know, I started hunting 24 years ago. It was just not, it was not what you did as as a girl, right? So I was like the only female in camp. And it just kind of made me feel a little segregated in the fact that I couldn't share that with my girlfriends and I couldn't talk about it. I mean, I could, but it just like, it was like talking, you know, it just wasn't going anywhere. So there's no excitement. I have like all these photos of backpacking and camping with my dad and his friends and their sons and me. (laughs) And like nowadays it's like I'm hiking with um, some really good friends that I made just through social media, which is amazing. And I really like that. It's nice to be able to be in a place now where women can really come together. I mean, I'm flying all over the nation to meet women who I've met online. And it's it's kind of funny to say that, but I've just made such amazing, um, you know, connections with women who like literally if I if we didn't look at each other, we'd be like, we're the same person, <laughs> you know, <laughs> So it's great to have that common bond. So Mary, tell me a little bit more about you and your story, kind of where you came from growing up and what you're doing these days. So I grew up in Washington and Idaho. So I spent school years in Washington, summers in Idaho, which was really fun to do that. And I grew up with my dad um, taking me camping and backpacking and teaching me fly fishing. And I have two older brothers who made me very competitive. Um, they do not do as much in the outdoors. One of my brothers, uh, he will eat anything that I harvest, but he will just not want to hear about it. And then my other brother is picking up on hunting, which is really fun. We can talk about it more. And now my dad is in the hunting. I didn't grow up into hunting at all. Um, my uncle did. Um, before he passed away, he always told us. And then when he died, there was no more game. So that's how I got into it was I needed to fill my freezer and no one was going to do it for me. So I, I took it upon myself, but I grew up with just my brothers and I did lots of sports and I have, um, really bad severe anxiety and I've really overcome it by, I did pageants, which is really random of me. And then I did, um, anything outdoors gets me to calm down. If I have anxiety, I just need to go outside. And that's where I just fell more into love with being outdoors. And I moved to Montana in 2010 randomly. Never been here a day in my life. And I picked Missoula to go to college and fell in love with the state. And I've been here ever since. And, yeah, I actually picked up archery because I needed more of a challenge. And I wanted more hunting. And um, that's how I met my fiancé was looking for a deer I shot in a field. So, it's definitely romantic in a way, I guess. But yeah, I just, I feel more comfortable being outdoors. Um, it's kind of where I'm always being. And now I just 
got myself to be able to work from home so that I can travel more and get outdoor more and starting my own company and just putting my life revolving around being able to go outdoors and living my life the way I want to, not the way that I was told to live my life. So There's so much power in that too. And I just recently had this discussion with a friend and we were talking about you know, living life and kind of like living by expectation. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an adult. I need to have a job. I need to make enough money. I need college. You have to, yeah. Yeah. I gotta be, as a woman, it was like, you know, my family's very um, religious, my dad's family. And it was like, I'm 28 and my grandma and them were like, you're not married yet. You're not having kids. What's, what's going on? And it was like, I'm not ready. So I took full control of just moving away and, doing what I want to and I became way more happier doing what I wanted to not what my family expected of me yeah and that's it's important because I think we can go you know life is relatively long but days Mm -hmm. go fast and experiences pass so quickly that if we find we're just kind of spinning the wheel and living on the expectation of either family or society or a loved one, I think we miss so much of the enjoyment of who we are and like making sure that, you know, our, we're on fire for like waking up and exploring. And of course, like we have to be responsible adults and have a job and, mm-hmm. and all of those kind of things. But if we're not doing things that really light the fire in us, I think we're really missing out. Exactly. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago when I was young and mid-college. I was like, what am I doing? And I finished, but then I just took a job that that's what I was supposed to do and I wasn't happy. And so I just quit and now I work from home and I'm extremely happy that I can travel when I want, do what I want. And I love it. So I'm definitely happy. It definitely was a struggle, but I got to where I wanted to be. So, Amen to that. That's awesome. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do something kind of outside the box like that, to just take charge mm-hmm. and say, but I know what I want and that's to explore and that's to have that freedom. And, you know, I created my entire business on the fact that, you know, working from home is hard and it presents its own challenges for sure. But I wanted to be able to raise my kids. And for me, that meant being present and being here and creating a schedule where during the summer, I can be home with them. And after school, when they're when they're done, I can be done with them and we can sit down and have dinner. And so I think everybody just really needs to take ownership of making sure they're making those things a priority because I think it's so easy. And this is kind of just like a little tangent here, but it's so easy just to fall into that day-to-day routine where you almost feel stuck and like, but I can't get out of this and I can't follow my passions and I can't do what I want because I'm so stuck with where I am now because I need to make a certain amount of money or I need to keep insurance. And those things are so important, but you need to figure out where you can fill the gaps and do things that excite you. Exactly. I felt the exact same way. I was scared to leave my job to do what I want. And definitely my parents were very supportive. They've always been, um, they learned that I was going to do what I want and um, live life the way I wanted. And they finally were just like, okay, we will guide you. We will not tell you anymore. Um, suggestions they kind of just I'll be like hey I'm gonna do this now and they're like 
go for it. And I'm definitely a lot different than my family. I'm a little more um, relaxed, uh, I guess. And I am a planner, but I am just more, I don't know how, sarcastic in a way. My family's a little more conservative and, I guess, uptight. And <laughs> But I love them. But definitely my brothers, I'm just one of the guys almost in a way. I'm just super chill. But I just do what I want <laughs> nowadays and I love it, so... So going, going back to what you were talking about a little bit with having anxiety, and I think you mm-hmm. described it as severe anxiety, which is not fun to deal with. Yeah. But, you know, I, I definitely have over time seen more of a prevalence, if you will, of people either experiencing it more or speaking out about it more, about having, you know, battles with anxiety and depression and, and things like in the mental illness side of things, if you want to call it that. Um, and to some degree, I'm like, I don't know if we're just talking about this more, or I don't know if it's just become more socially accepted, or if it's kind of just become something where people, you know, like if you listen to little kids, little kids yeah. will mimic what they're around, right? So if you hear, so if you hear a little kid, and I did, because I work for the school district, just say, I'm just having the worst day ever, I just want to kill myself. Like, well, a kid wouldn't naturally have that idea. But he's yeah. he or she is hard at somewhere, right? So they kind of pick up on things. So sometimes I wonder, and I'm not saying about this about you, but this is just mm-hmm. kind of my curiosity is like, do we take normal experiences in life and normal kind of like this ebb and flow up and down and do we start to feel like I'm having anxiety or I'm being or I feel depressed about something when it's like really like this is normal life there we shouldn't expect ourselves to feel 100% on top of the world and totally on fire every single day there are going to be those days where you're like man I don't want to do anything or man I I have a lot of stress or I'm really uh, resonating with this one area that's kind of like picking at me um, you know, I think that there can be a lot of different angles where we, we address and look yeah. at those kind of things. But There's so much more pressure these days. Um, and everyone's eyes on you, you know, you have the social media and everything. And for me growing up, um, my parents divorced when I was born and I had a lot of issues with my biological mom and I don't have her really in my life anymore. And that was my decision. But I never had the attachment and bond because there was so much going on those first few years of my life. And then I went through some traumatic events um, as a child that my parents just didn't know what to do. You know, we didn't know about, oh, maybe she should go to a counselor to talk about what happened and discuss it. It was kind of just like put under the rug and move on with life. And so everything like built up for me. And when I hit, it was very situational when I was younger. And then also my parents just put me in such a structure. Like my life was very scheduled. Like, you know, at three o'clock you're done with school. At four, you're going to soft softball. Like, mm-hmm. And then when things weren't in a schedule, I panic. And when I went to any camp, I had to leave early because I was, like, sick. I was vomiting from anxiety. And then mm-hmm. when I went off to college... I completely shut down and I almost felt like I was having a heart attack. My anxiety Mm. was so bad and I couldn't even go to class. But then my parents didn't know what to do either. And they just kept saying, get over it, get over it, get over it. And it did not make it any better. And it was such a learning experience for me and my family. And they finally realized it, which is crazy. They saw it on um, Amazing Race. 
someone had a panic attack on a painting race and they were like oh my gosh other people have it and this was 10 years ago when I um, went to college and now I did pageants because that gave me anxiety anything that even remotely used to give me anxiety I will go do to push myself and I am so much better than I was before and I found ways to cope with it and to deal with it and I went to high school classes and spoke about it and depression because in 2014 I hit rock bottom and I came out with my parents like hey just let you know I googled suicide every day for four weeks just let you know my psychiatrist knows but I won't do it but this is where I'm at in life and I really make sure my parents that I can fake it to be happy but make sure you like check in with me and so um the more I talked about anxiety and the more I I feel comfortable when I go into a room if I have anxiety if I tell the person next to me like hey I'm a little nervous I feel like okay I'm better now so if I act weird it's okay like um my fiance and his family know about it so they know it's like I kind of just walk away for a moment like I'm fine um I feel like people are just learning that it's okay to struggle it's okay to have a problem and um everyone's there gonna help you it's not judgmental anymore and that's why I spoke to high school classes is like stop judging others because you're creating more problems like you know help each other and be there for each other. So it's such a valid point that you make, like, stop, stop judging like that. Number one, you know, that's like the root of all evil is that we live in a society where we want to assess what other people are doing. Like our opinion really matters Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't, you know, like we're, we're, we all will continue to judge. That's part of our nature. However, there are ways that you can look at other people's lives and support them and not tear them down or not voice your opinion or not put things that you're feeling out on them. Exactly. And like social media is, I love it and I hate it at the same time. It's like, I love it because I can be who I, I don't care what people think, but then you get those people that just like try to tear you down and you're like, why? I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. And, um, I always am like supporting other women or anyone on any social media, men, women is, good job you know even just I'll message them and be like you know awesome doing great you know even just like the slightest compliment really makes someone's day yeah even in person in real life I do it all the time I'm like oh my gosh that's a cute shirt or you're looking good today or anything just good job and um I work for a nanny agency and I as a placement counselor and I'm constantly you know trying to tell my nannies you know thank you and I appreciate you and just trying to uplift them making sure they know they're doing a good job. So, And that's really important. I think something that we don't do very well as a community is that when we see something in somebody else that we admire, we tend to keep that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that I am one of those that's really bad about that. I do better with like my clients or I do better with my kids. But like when it comes to just being like able to recognize a quality or something that I admire in somebody else, I tend to keep that just like, oh, like she's doing a great job or I love how she does this or who she is in business or as a mom. Like I really, but like taking the time to just just go and extend that appreciation to them for me is really hard to do. And, you know, I think it kind of comes back to, 
you know, as a society, we tend to look and form an opinion and then kind of keep it to ourselves. So whether it's good or it's bad, like, you know, we need to just be able to keep that in check. I'm super curious to talk to you a little bit more about the anxiety side of things, because I know that it's something, you know, people do talk about it a lot more and you hear it. It's more common. It kind of comes up like you can search it, you can find resources to help deal with it and that kind of thing. At the same time, I know that there are still many men and women who fight this, who either are battling depression or anxiety or both, and they're not talking about it because I know that there's a point where you start to feel like it's it's me, like something's wrong with you me, feel like or you're alone. I'm and alone. I'm inadequate. Why I really talked about it more too. Is I want people to know you're not alone because that's how I felt. I felt so alone and um, scared, and also I was in a toxic relationship. Um, back then with someone else and they just told me I was crazy because I was going to see a psychiatrist and I was really unhealthy and it made me feel that way though because you're already feeling so low about yourself and your confidence and I wanted people to know like it's a trial and error process it took me years to figure out what worked for me what counselor like one cure is not for all like you can go the medication or you can go to, you know counseling you're out there's so many different ways and like you just gotta try all these different ways and figure out what works for you and then you don't have to like voice that you have it you know you can work on it on your own or you can just reach out to someone and just start talking and it is hard to talk about and it gets almost worse before it gets better and you gotta bring up all those emotions Uh to get through it Yep. You have to start pulling things out from under the rug, which as humans, we don't want to do. It doesn't, it seems impossible to think that the way to move through something is to pull it back out and go back through it. Mm-hmm. I have a really good friend right now who just started counseling um, for anxiety. And I told her first few weeks, it's going to be rough and I'm here for you though. And, but you know, it's going to be worth it and you might learn something about yourself and learn new things to cope with what you're going through and um you know just I'm always there for anyone going through any situation mental illness or not like it's okay to reach out to anybody and ask for help yeah it is and it doesn't make it doesn't make anything wrong with you right to be Mm -hmm. able to say hey I need help with this or I'm experiencing this and I, I like think everyone's going through something. At everybody least, is know, having a bad day or not happy with work or something going on in the family. Like someone's always having something. No one lives a perfect life. No, they don't. And it doesn't mean that you are inadequate or unworthy or broken to be able to voice that that's being experienced. And that's something that you're fighting because the only way to get to a place where you can find happiness and you can find management to deal with those things is to pull it back out of the closet and go through it. Because I promise you, there's no, there's no retention for happiness when you're living that constant battle with it. And I think we need to, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can work through things and we can, you know, add some positivity. But I think the number one thing is, is acknowledging that that's an experience you're going through. And it's completely normal. Like, I, everyone, I feel like, will have some sort of almost rock-bottom life moment, and it's completely normal. Like, we all struggle, and 
Um, you don't have to, you know, have life figured out right away. It's okay to, you know, figure it out in your 30s or 40s or whatever age you want. Like, everyone's expecting us, and it's just that pressure, I think, really is making it worse on society and the generation growing up is, you know, all eyes are on them to act and look a certain way. And I think we finally realized it and now we're going backwards of like, okay, it's okay. You know, everyone's accepted and we're trying to fix those problems um, as we're seeing them arise. So, yeah, but even, you know, even though we're becoming, you know, quote unquote, more acceptant, acceptable, as a society and we're accepting, you know, different people who are very different than what we are at the same time, we are not necessarily accepting that, right? There's a lot of judgment, a lot of stigma that comes with that, a lot of stereotypes that come with that. So for somebody who's sitting down in the trenches right now, who's like, raising their hand, that's me, you know, whether it's a stay at home mom, that's trying to like, deal with crazy kids during the summer, or, you know, somebody who's overwhelmed with work or unhealthy, or just not feeling good, maybe it's situational, something happened, and they're trying to work through it. Like, what would you say, Mary, is the number one first step in them getting through this and and getting help and recovering how they feel? I would say go to the person you trust most in life and start talking to them and sometimes that way you just know like you're safe go to your safe zone and really just talk it out because sometimes you're like okay that's maybe what's happening that's maybe what next step sometimes you're just saying it out loud is what needs to happen and you can always go to even just your regular doctor because like talking to them is like a safe zone you know you know your information's not going anywhere and that's for me was like really key at the beginning was I didn't want anyone to know and uh, then they can kind of instruct you how you know what your options are but I would just say find someone you trust and talk it out loud would be like the first step you know I think it's really important to be able to voice that and it's like you know, sometimes when there can be like a heavy stress load and you, you like, you're like, nope, I'm not the kind of person that wants to talk about it. I don't want to pitch my problems on anybody else. Like I don't need to vent this. And then yeah, you end up the Debbie Downer, and then you do. And all okay. of a sudden you're like, I can breathe again. Like it's amazing. And I'm like raising my own hand because that's, I'm guilty of that. I tend to wear a lot of those things just personally, and I don't put them out there. And then in that occasion that I do connect with a girlfriend or I do talk about things, all of a sudden I'm like, one, you either see that like you're way over analyzing the scenario and it's nothing to worry about or nothing to be stressed about, or you just feel a sense of relief and just being able to acknowledge that it's, you know, weighing heavy on you. The one thing that I uh, realized when people are, uh, I also learned over the years from just counseling and stuff was when you say, I have a million things to do. And it just like, it's your brain really going. And it's like, no, you probably have five things to do. And so for me, when I'm like feeling that overwhelmingness, I will just write it. And I'm like, okay, five things. That wasn't very much. Let me get out the first two really hard things. And oh, I have three things left and it'll take me five minutes. So it's really sometimes just telling yourself inaccurate information. You kind of have to stop um, overwhelming yourself and kind of ground yourself and I do that sometimes I kind of just like sit for a moment and I'm like okay you know I'm here it's one o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time and just really ground yourself and name objects in the room and you can just kind of 
bring yourself back to a center. Yeah, that's, that's major. That's something I haven't had to practice too much, thankfully, but I know that that can be a really pivotal exercise for those who are kind of like walking through, you know, that, that specific time of life where things do get really heavy and the anxiety can peak up, or sometimes it's depression that just makes you feel like you're absolutely stuck in the mud. And I think if you can, we get wrapped up into our own heads a lot, whether it's telling ourselves we're so busy and there's so much to do, or, you know, I'm not good enough, or we kind of get into this slump of comparison with other people, or we let life's overwhelm get to us. I think it is really important to, to step back and go, okay, I'm in the mindset right now where I'm overloaded and I'm overstressed, but what is reality? Because sometimes like our brain can be the highlighter to the the little things that seem all of a sudden so big and so overwhelming that when we get really back to being present and to being uh, practical and realistic with where we are, we're like, oh, it's not that bad. Exactly. I'm just trying to be more positive on life, you know, find something, even if it's like the worst thing in the world, you got to like find the positive in it, you know, and it's easier almost to look back at those things. And I always think of those really hard times. Like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And you kind of have to know, like you're doing it for a reason, but you just have to like find the positive. And um, I feel like sometimes really bad about always negative, negative, negative. And I'm like, yeah, but cause like he's, you know, deployed this year. And we're like, yeah, but you're going to experience another country. And you know, you're getting paid to be over there and just like different things, like trying to find that little peak of positive experience of it. And it kind of changes the situation. You're like, oh yeah, you know, that is right. Like just change the attitude of it can help. I think it's incredibly hard to find the positive in things. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's something that it takes a very strong personality and a very bold character to be able to go like, I'm going through hell right now, but... You know, and I think that's something about me that might drive people crazy is I'll get a message from somebody who's like, you know, they're they're venting their their woes, right? What's wrong, their stresses, the the overwhelm. And I'm like, yes, and I hear you and I understand how that could be overwhelming and stressful, but look at look at it from this angle, you know, and it's not something I think everybody can do, but I I know for sure that if you can kind of pull yourself out of the the difficulty of something and see like even that one little speck of thing that like gives you hope or allows a situation to be become bearable, I think it's really, you know, it's like it takes practice to do that. Just like it takes practice to, to do anything else efficiently, you really have to like go, okay, Courtney, I'm not looking at this in a light that will ever allow this to be okay. So what can I find in this that will either be an area I can learn or a benefit or something that doesn't make it seem like such a burden? Yeah, I definitely was never always trying to find positive. I think like when I was Growing up any younger, in my early 20s, I was always looking for that negative, like, what's wrong? You know, yep. like, even yep. in good situations, you're like, this is too good to be true. Something's going to happen. And I still am like that sometimes today, but then I have to remind myself, like, I just can't be like that anymore because I don't want to go down that road anymore. And I work on it every day. It's a constant, you know, struggle, and it's a constant thing I'm always working on is trying to be that more positive person in the group or situation and 
um, teaching others to be that way or just kind of being that light in the tunnel if I can be for somebody. Yeah, no, that's, it's major. It's, it's good to be able to practice that and to become somebody who, you know, you might waver back and forth between feeling, you know, defeated by something and then being able to see some positivity in it. But I think, you know, as human nature, we tend to look at the bad things. Like if you look back at life, typically it's not like these big, shiny, fun things that will pop up. It's like these um, scenarios or experiences that we've had that are, that were doom and gloom kind of things. And it's funny how those are so much easier to remember vividly than the good things. So if you can train yourself to be able to, even in just everyday, you know, day-to-day kind of stuff, just to start to appreciate those good things more, I think you get more in the habit of not being so overwhelmed by things. Exactly. I agree. So it's interesting to me that you say like you have now learned to intentionally put yourself in scenarios that, you know, that there's anxiety for you around, which is a, is a, like one of those like face your fears kind of things, but it's really not that easy. Right. So how did you get into doing that? I, it is not fun. It is not easy. Um, but I've learned that I know if I do it over and over and over again, that it's going to get easier. And like with the pageants, um, I did them because they gave me anxiety and it wasn't easy. And I definitely came forward about to the directories. Like I, some things are going to be really rough on me. And they were like, if you have issues, you know, we got you. It's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. And that's when I was like, okay, I can do it. And I did have a panic attack um, before I went on stage for my talent. And I just completely broke down and I was like, I'm done. I quit. And uh, my, and now she's like became my best friend through pageants and life. And she was like, Nope, you said you were going to do it. Go do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And she sat there and on the side of the stage and I went on and my dad knew something was wrong and I did it <laughs> and it wasn't good <laughs> and not good at all I forgot my song I played the banjo and I forgot it halfway through but I was okay and the director was like okay you're done like you can be and I was like I'm done and I felt good about it like I was like yeah I messed up but oh well um eating out is huge for me I struggle with that still this day going to a restaurant and sitting down but I've learned ways to um, make it easier I found ways you know holding that cold glass of water um, telling my friends you know I am nervous today but they're just they know to keep the conversation going and they ask how to help or if I need to leave but I really don't I'm just like okay, it's going to be a few more minutes, just a few more minutes. I don't tell myself like an hour. That's scary. Like just a few more minutes, you know, if I need to leave, it's okay. And I just always tell myself like, it's okay if I don't complete it, you know, just a bad day. It's okay. I'll be better next time. So, um, that was something I don't like to fail. And so, um, telling myself that it's okay, that if I do have anxiety, in a situation that I need to leave, so it's okay, and I'll just work on it next time, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you've 
sounds like you've come into a rhythm with yourself where you can work through that. And that's, you know, very, very important. And, you know, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of being very intentional with your thoughts and actions and the mantras that you're saying in your head, you know, so I just definitely respect so much that you're able to work through that because, you know, people just, it's a, it's a daily struggle for people to, to walk through that walk. It's not easy and it's, it gets easier almost in time, but it's still, I still face challenges. And, uh, one of the biggest things was I just went to Germany and I was terrified. I was, I hate flying. I, hate eating out and I'm like what am I doing <laughs> going across the world and I don't have to eat out every meal and I ended up having almost no anxiety I think I had one one little instance and that's why I was, I was just getting ready to leave and I didn't want to leave and um but when I got back I was like wow I am so proud of myself like I try to give myself credit to myself like wow you did really good Mary like good job like I talked to myself almost in my head of like you did it like yeah now you can really do it you know you come off a high of like I want to go you know to another country now like knowing I can do it really you got to give credit to yourself amen sister I couldn't uh I couldn't agree more with you I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in, you know, just really bypassing the victories that we have. And when we do that, we don't appreciate the efforts that we're giving and the progress that we're making. And so then it just, you know, you get so caught up and there's all this to do, right? So I'm, I'm giving and I'm pouring out of my cup when sometimes we just need to pour into our own cup and just be like, you're a freaking badass, like good for you for taking the time or for making this happen or for stepping outside of something that, you know, you're comfortable with to push the limits. Like that's huge. I always try to do that to myself. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, good day. Like I, and I'm, I'm a person that's really competitive and I don't like to fail. So for me, that was a struggle to, really give myself credit for overcoming the littlest things you know going to the grocery store a few years ago was rough and I was like yeah I can do it and I still even want to go to the grocery store I'm like yeah good job like no anxiety like even still I remind myself those little things that really can go a long way for myself um but yeah So are there like specific steps that you could tell listeners, like when you're about to put yourself in a scenario, like going to eat out or going to the grocery store, things like for you that spark that anxiety, are there specific steps that you go through to like set yourself up for success in doing those? So I give myself, yep. So I definitely will be like, okay, at three o'clock I'm going to eat out. Um, I give myself time and I make sure if I'm going with somebody um, I usually drive them. Um, I don't, they can drive me, but I usually just meet them there. Um, I always tell them if I'm nervous, but I'm usually going with people that I'm comfortable with. And most of my friends know about it, so it's completely fine. But then I um, make sure I wear something that is comfortable for me. I get really hot when I have anxiety, so I wear something. Even the winter in Montana, I'll be in like, leggings and a t-shirt going to eat out I'm like I don't care it's too hot um I make sure I don't go to the bathroom at the restaurant because then I feel like oh I'm not going to go be able to go back out um and eat just not going to the bathroom but it's like going and then not being able to like go through the motion of sitting at the table um I hold that cold glass of water the entire time almost eating out 
and I just tell myself a couple more minutes, just breathe. It's okay. Um, and I just keep the conversation going with my friends. And I even will say like halfway through the conversation, like I'm still a little nervous and it's like, okay, we'll keep talking. Um, let's distract myself. Like, you know, just keep going. And, um, just more open about it I guess but I definitely keep even when I go anywhere and I get anxious I have a cold water bottle that I hold it's just something about being cold and I just also tell someone that I'm next to Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. good. It's, It's good to have identified what those things are. And I know you also spoke about how the outdoors have really helped reduce that anxiety. And there's literally studies that talk about the the benefits of uh, being outdoors and just submerging yourself into nature and, you know, getting outside of the confines of your house or your work or the car or traffic or whatever, and just being able to soak that up. So talk a little bit more about how you identified that that was helping you and when you really recognized that that was a therapy for you. So I've always done a lot of things outdoors and I've always noticed I was more calm but then I started realizing fairly early on when I was really having more anxiety back in my early 20s that I would be it's cooler outside I didn't feel trapped I outside there's no walls you can just walk around you know like oh I'm gonna walk over to this tree I'm gonna I didn't feel confined to one area and um, that's what really helps is I'm not confined there's fresh air there's not some you know heavy smells of food or someone's cologne and a lot of those can be triggers for people like because when you're having anxiety your senses are on high alert so being outdoors it's very you know fresh air and it's quiet and peaceful and um, even just out on the street is sometimes helpful not being confined to an area but then I also I've only ever been, I was talking to my family, I've only been on, like, one dinner date in my whole life, um, for going on dates with guys, I, they probably thought I was all weird, they'd be like, want to go to dinner, but like, do you want to go fishing? Do we want to hike? Can we, like, anything outdoors, um, I feel at peace, and I feel just in my comfort zone, because I feel like I know what I'm doing, and I feel, I can just walk around do whatever there's no judgment outdoors almost in a way for me that's how I felt where do you feel like like your head space is at like do you for me I get really lost in thought I'm planning I'm creating I'm you know my mind goes a million different directions but for me it's so therapeutic to be able to have that time like do you find that you there's like a common theme to where you go mentally during that time yeah, I definitely, and I'm definitely a planner and an organizer and overthinker um, daily, but when I go outdoors, I think about nothing, <laughs> really. I try to tell myself just to, like, stop thinking, and mm-hmm. it's way difficult, but I always find myself admiring my surroundings. I'm, like, thinking about, you know, the fish or looking I. When I'm hunting, especially, you know, your your mind is, like, set. Like, where are the elk? Where are the deer? Like, oh, look at that. There's, you know, elk poop. Got to go that way. Look at this. I'm constantly, like, searching mm-hmm. for that kind of things. Um, even when scouting or hiking, I'm always on the edge of looking for everything. And even this weekend, 
this past weekend, I went with my in-laws, and it was, I was zoned out of looking for deer and bear, and I just how I am, I get zoned into nature, mm-hmm. and it's just so calming, and even just talking about it is like a calming sensation. Yeah. So... That's one of the things I love about it is that for me, you know, like hiking and stuff is very different or fishing can be very different. But for me, when I'm like either on a hunt or I'm in like an area where I do hunt, for me, I just get caught up in like game trails and rubs and poop and sign. And like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere with Steven and I'm like, I just want to know what these trees have seen. Like, I want to know what's walked on this earth. Like, I just get so connected with just this curiosity of, like, what else? Even, like, old buildings, like, those old cabins you find, you're like, you know, what conversations went on here? Yes. I'm all about history, and when I was in Germany, I went to concentration camps, and for me, I'm just, like, I don't think I said two words while I was there the whole couple hours. I was like you know, what went on and just taking it all in. That's kind of the thing with the outdoors when you're out there is like taking it all in. And it's different every time, even the same spots I go to, it's different. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, I love it. I have one spot I go to the past few years on opening weekend and it's different every time. And this past time I got to take my dad for his first time and really, it was a whole different experience for me. It was like, dad, this one time we're here and, you know, like, I'm so excited, like, to be finally showing you what I was talking about for the past few years. Oh, so. I love it. That's so <laughs> awesome. It's yeah. incredible to be able to share those experiences, too, because mm-hmm. it's just something that, gosh, it just makes you feel so good to be able to to be there and to share that with people that you love. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I love it. And I love my dad is now wanting to be more part of it and wanting to hear more about it and see about it and do what I do and I love it and it's and he's my best friend and um yeah and I'm glad that my one but one of my brothers getting into it and then also my cousin's son he loves me to send his mom photos of my outdoor adventures and he got his first bow and he's shooting and he wants to hunt and it was like yeah like doing good you know and he's like nine or so and he's all about it and he doesn't really talk to me he's really shy but he talks about me oh that's super cool oh i love it that's awesome good stuff cool well, tell me a little bit before we get off about eventers and where women can get in line, get in touch with you, and see what's that about. Yeah, so I created this um, mostly just I saw there was like a need. Also, like if you you're gathering women together, and I wanted just to really embrace and have a safe place to go, so they can just go to event and it's like a dash hers dot com, or you can find us on eventers. Uh, on Instagram, and there's like a link. You can always DM me on Mary Hallie, and I'll send you info. But it's really you can go to the website and you can share your stories and adventures and tips and tricks and anything you want to share outdoor related. It does not have to be hunting. You know, it can be you love to hike, you love to go on nature walks, you love anything outdoors. This is your safe zone, and. Um, you can just share there and then I'll be like launching some products in a few weeks. And then eventually I want to do, you know, bring women together, like go camping together or just do more activities. And this is a way to find women in your area 
to hang out with um, or across the country. You know, I have friends all over the U.S. from just loving the outdoors. And even though some of them I still haven't met, I feel like I'm their mm-hmm. best friends. But, yeah. um, that's what my goal is, and that's why um, I set it up for. So it's just launching and product launches in a while. But, yeah, find me on Instagram, and I'll give you info and just – I just want to bring women together and I'm not for it for profit. I'm in it to really support and also just encourage women also. Cause I feel like sometimes we can be put down or bash each other or I don't want the younger generation to really see that. I really want them to feel comfortable to ask questions, to learn about it in a positive way about if they want to get into hunting or hiking, whatever, this is your place to go and ask questions and, women are going to support you and give you advice and how they learned and feel comfortable. Definitely. And that's so important to be able to have that resource and that, you know, tribe of people that will stand beside you and say, I might not be, you know, your next door neighbor, but I share these common bonds with you. And, uh, that's, that's an incredible resource to have. Let's be friends. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Exactly. I have so many friendships from the outdoors and I finally feel like I have more women friends finally and it's really fun because now we can still have that girl talk but still go to the outdoor things I love it Well, I will be sure to link to that in the show notes as well, where people can reach out and get in touch with you and see what that's all about. And uh, I just, I appreciate that so much. And women who have this passion to give back to others and to share that experience, because we we know so, it's so deeply ingrained in who we are that we want other people to be able to experience that and to have that as a part of what they do in their lives. So thank you so much for doing that and for coming on the show with me today. Of course, I really appreciate you having me on, and it was really fun, and seeing a chit-chat about it, and um, hopefully, you know, it can help someone in some way. You know what? Talking about anxiety or depression or the things that woe us are so incredibly hard, and it takes a lot of guts to be able to do that. And the fact that you have kind of walked through that and you're now here able to help other people, for me, I look at that and go, that's the point that you walked through so much fire is to give back now and to be able to have that common ground with other women. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You bet. All right, Mary. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we will be chatting with you soon. Thank you so much. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have any topics or ideas and your feedback, you are so valuable to me. And I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.